Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey. Hi and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we try and come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. And I am Alistair George William Tromley Birchall, Canadian Australian, thirty-four years old. Thirty-three? Permanent resident? Yeah. Of? I think I'm 33, right? Yeah. How old well, are you? I'm 33. Okay, well, then I'm 33. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I'm 33. If you're yeah. 33, then I'm 33. Yeah. I can be whatever age you can be. Yeah, I can. It's not a competition, Alice, dear. And yeah. if it was, you should have picked an, a- an age that was older or younger than mine, depending on how the competition works. Yeah. All right. Well, I won't. Or I will. Or neither. A lot of people lie about their age on online dating, right? Mm. Nobody lies about their length. No. Uh, well, maybe they do. Oh, that's true. Some people might say that they're 6'2". <laughs> <laughs> but I would I would say that nobody lies about their width. <laughs> I, I think... Well, I mean, it probably just doesn't okay. come up. Okay. Nobody lies about their depth. Okay. That's it. That is it. Yeah? That is it. That is nobody... Nobody lies, okay, about their... Nobody volume. No, nobody. <laughs> yeah, okay. Nobody's lying about their volume. That's for sure, right? Density. Um, and if they are, if they are, it's mm. out of ignorance rather than out of There's like actually sort of knowing an, what it is. Attempt, an <laughs> attempt to you know obfuscate the truth in any <laughs> meaningful way. Um, when I met him online, he <laughs> told me <laughs> he was uh, 125 uh, liters. <laughs> liters cubed. No, wait, liters is just, just liters. Liters cubed. I mean, it, no. if he's as long as he's lying, he might as well make up yeah. a new unit oh, of measurement. Oh, no, but it was it was just meters cubed. Would, like that would be what it is. <laughs> that right? would be colossal. That would be a, a giant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He told me he was. 3.5 meters cubed. That's still enormous, but... I'll yeah? Ta- yeah. Well, okay, think about it, all right? A cubic meter is a yeah. meter by a meter by a meter, right? Yeah. So that is a block, like, bigger than this desk yeah. and down, right? So you're talking about three of those stacked on top of each First other. First of all, you shouldn't give away to all the listeners no. what kind of desk we have or else they'll be able to track us down <laughs> and read People, our mail. I've heard that listeners like to know a bit more about the... The people and the room. Well, and this is we're thing. in a garage. So, we're in a garage. We're in, and, we, uh, we call it the the dog garage. The dog garage. No, we don't have a look. Okay, it's in a room. It's a podcast room. Yeah, <laughs> where there's like podcast <laughs> the mics, equipment and stuff, and a podcast. computer. We call the computer the podcasting <laughs> the computer. Computer, and then there's sort of chairs there that we sort of sit. We say, "Go sit down on the chairs that are in the podcasting room that we sit on for podcasting for when we're doing a podcast." Yeah. So anyway, that's our kind of quirks. That yeah, <laughs> yeah. Something about us. <laughs> it's uh, part of our journey. Okay. Well, look, I still think that I'm probably more than one cubic You're meter. You're definitely not. You're definitely Absolutely. not. Because a cubic meter, okay, think about yeah. a cubic meter in water, right? Yeah. Okay, so that is, how many liters is that? Well, how many tens of, that, that is a thousand liters, is right, you and so you would have to weigh a ton in order <laughs> to know, be a not, cubic meter. Alistair. I'm not. I'm not all water. I'm <laughs> also there's some air bubbles in That's there. That's true. I'm like, <laughs> that would make you less dense. That is taking you in the wrong direction. Okay. Yeah. That's right. That's what I'm saying. I'm less dense. All oh, right. Okay. So, so that's how you're able to fill up a cubic meter because of yeah. your air bubbles. Yeah. Because no, but also that's how I'm capable of not weighing a, th- a ton. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm about I'm about eighty two kilo, kilograms. Yeah, cubed. <laughs> a lot of that is air weight, though. <laughs> a lot of that's air weight. Yeah, I'm carrying a lot of air at the moment. You know that is possible. 
Yeah. Have we talked about on the podcast how a solution to weight loss is to breathe in helium? Um, I don't know if we have discussed or, or, that. Or, or to, like, I guess, inflate pockets of your bowel with yeah. a large amount of helium gas. Or to have a crane yes. sort of lift, c- lift some of your weight. Yep. <laughs> I guess this is just to give a, get a lower reading on, yeah, a, yeah. Yeah. on a scale. Yeah, on a scale. Um, well, I mean, but 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 I think I think that's really sort of what weight is in a way. You know? mm. We're not talking about mass. No. Nobody said anything about losing mass. Nobody's on a, a, a mass loss but, program. But wouldn't it? Wouldn't it also lower your mass if you were if you were to eight if you were just full on of a, helium? On a, if full, full of he- helium? No, no, because you've got the same amount of matter. Mass is a measurement of the amount of matter in oh, the right. tin. And, and so technically, anything, you've got you more. Would, you've you would, got more. You would have more mass. Oh yeah. no. Yeah, I know. Uh, suddenly, this connecting this helium gas tank. <laughs> this this thing that's to my f- anus, full, filling up all my all my uh, all my sort of uh, chambers. I guess yeah, my chambers, my inner chambers, are mm. all filling up with this sort of uh, noble gas. Ah, the noble gas. <laughs> now. Okay, wait. Is there anything about people lying about their volume? <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I think that absolutely there is. I think, I think. You know, she lies about her volume. I think even just filling out a, an online dating application and just the idea that it would ask for your volume is funny, yeah. right? Like maybe we go through and we're doing like you know age, sex, location, interested in this, uh, height. Okay, this, yes, uh, is there a volume? You don't know your volume. Yeah, like so. So yeah. So I'll just yeah. put down a cubic meter. He goes, no, never. Nobody ever writes down their real volume. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever volume you, th- okay. Ask me what my volume is. Yeah. And then she goes, ah, uh, uh, a gentleman never asks, and a woman <laughs> never tells. Yeah. And she goes, oh, but I'm point uh, two five meters cubed. <laughs> really. <laughs> No, but that's the point. You don't tell people what your actual volume is. That's why you photograph it. You don't have any full body shots because people... And don't do any photographs of you next to any conical flask yeah. or measuring <laughs> cylinders, okay? Because no, they'll be able to interpolate it. No, but there's nothing worse. No, but look, this is, uh, I've, I've heard of guys occasionally when he'll be with a woman mm. and then while she's asleep, he'll dip her in a bath, <laughs> in a bath. And he'll, of a known volume of a known volume and he'll measure the displacement of water and then he'll work it out himself men can be so such ugh, pigs such pigs no I, I i think i think i think that's great have we written that down already yeah, yeah. okay it's good written down. thank god because i don't yeah. i i don't have anything else to say about it you know that's all i have to say about that people thank god but do people ever say please to god uh, yes, it's called praying, and very often that is a thing that takes place. Within within praying, they yeah, go... I think you'd say please. I mean, it would be polite, wouldn't it? I thought it's praying like this. God, give me everything <laughs> I want. <laughs> I guess no, they please, please, God. I mean, they do say please. I guess that wasn't a very good observation. No, but Alistair, how about this? This is an observation I had today. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in Forrest Gump, he says, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. But I, like every single box of chocolates, mm. it's quite well displayed on the label yeah. what the box, uh, what the chocolates contained therein are. And then yeah. once you get in there, they have different wrap. If there's multiple types, they have different wrapping, and there'd be a little chart that tells you what's what. That's true. Or it'll say on the wrapper what they are. You know, you know, it's one of the, I'd say it's one of the few situations where you really very clearly know what you are getting. You know, but Andy, you never know though. Could be. Oh, no, uh, that's true. I mean, maybe maybe it's even that's you know maybe that counts. That's maybe they took that into account. You know, like wow. uh, obviously there's you know there's a chance that you know that, that there'd the, be the, some the, manufacturing the, defect of one of the workers has got a toe caught in the machine. Mm. You could have a bit of toe in there. Yeah. So and because like I guess in many ways like you know it's it's much deeper if that's what it is because uh, you know life is like life a, like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. You've got a pretty good idea of what you're gonna get. Yeah. Right. But then sometimes out of nowhere you get surprised. Yeah, like that. and often and it's not something by something good. Well, in that case, the saying should be, "Life is like a box of chocolates. You pretty much always know what you're going to get, but you can't take anything for granted because food hygiene is a bloody nightmare in this country." Yeah. Well, see, that's 
that would have been an awful an awful uh, like you know thing to put in a in a movie. Yeah, it wouldn't have made much of a tagline. Yeah, and I think that Einstein would have disliked that tagline. Why is that, Alistair? Well, because he liked things that were short and elegant. And really? He, yeah, and he would have said that, uh, you know, you could you could sort of get it down to a sentence, you know, and it was like once you found the right sentence, it will be short and beautiful, like that. Sort of like life is like a box of chocolates; you never know what you're going to get. Was he was he trying to? Uh Invent the theory of relativity, or was he trying to bloody take it home for a bloody night of the bloody uh, short and beautiful? You know, like, like telling her he thinks it's attractive. Yeah, he's a short and fuckable. Short and fuckable. That's what he's he, he wanted out of an equation. Do you, do I feel very uncomfortable saying the word fuckable, and I wish I could erase it from yeah. from history. Do you think when he was looking for a partner, he was also looking for one that was sort of. Short, yes, short and beautiful. Yes. Why? Why are these long people out there? You know, it's, it's inefficient. They're so in- inelegant. <laughs> yeah. Nobody ever said a tall person was elegant. How tall was Einstein? Uh, I could tell you his volume. <laughs> That's what I was going to go next. Um, okay, wait. So, well, I guess I guess the question of how tall was Einstein depends on how fast he was going. That's true. Yeah. Uh, would th- relative does, to the speed of light, th- do they ever mention? Does it does it affect your your height, or does it just compress your width? I thought that that's what what happened when you go. It, it's in the direction of motion, so it'll compress mm. you in the direction. Of so if so if you're going head first mm. into a black hole, yeah, then you will you will um you, your shorter. height will change. You will get short. No, well, but but sure. if it compresses you, do you go up a bit? Um. If you compresses you, you know, like like no, uh, no, you don't. No, 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 your volume doesn't. You don't get. It's not like getting squished. You, I mean, it is, but you're not. And you wouldn't. You, from your point of view, you wouldn't tell. So it doesn't matter. So yeah. don't worry about it, Alistair. I don't want to talk about it. But if one of those long laser beams that is designed to, uh, you know, those ones that are like about four kilometers long that are designed to measure gravitational waves yes like uh, changes in gravitational waves mm-hmm, and things mm-hmm. like that caused by gravitational waves if one of those was going uh the speed of light yes in the direction sort of t- uh, the beam was going head first into uh-huh, it uh-huh. would it detect the change well this is this is the thought experiment that you do to in order to come up with um, the theory of contraction because because light itself mm-hmm. is is the thing that does not change in speed or length but you 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 use that thought experiment you just did there Alistair yeah you pretty much just invented Lagrange no what is it oh <laughs> something or other contraction La, Lagrange contraction Laplace Laplace I can't remember Lagrange la, la, la. but you know. Well, and all like it took one. was for somebody to invent that technology. <laughs> and for us to be discussing it. Yeah, for me <laughs> and to... then I invented it. Okay. Um, could, was, was any of uh, Einstein's theories useful in dating? You know? Uh, well, uh, This I is mean, something he already talked about. He kind of, he always used that thing about like, oh, well, if you're with a woman and for, a, you know, a moment is like this, you know, like a sit, if you sit on a hot stove, then a moment is this long. And if, you, if you're with a woman, a moment goes for an eternity or whatever. Alison, this, this question that you've just asked, though, yeah. I think is the premise of the movie, I think it's IQ. Oh, no. With uh, Walter Matthau playing Al- Isaac I- Albert Einstein. Okay. And he, like, he has like a nephew or something who's unlucky. It, like, it, I've only seen the DVD cover, but I did not. I did not enjoy seeing the DVD sure. cover. Well, I think I've seen the movie, and there is a line at some point. Oh, you've where, seen it? Yeah, 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 I have seen it. I didn't realize. Oh, and all it took was someone to, to invent, invent that movie, movie and here you come are up with coming up with it independently. It. Yeah, um, and all I really remember is the line like, uh, "He made you wahoo." How many people? When's the last time somebody made you wahoo? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's classic so, Einstein. So okay, let's taking that premise then yes. of for for let let's assume that the the name of that that movie uh that that movie the premise is that Einstein helps his nephew get a date yep. by applying his the, his theories. Mm. Then let's put another scientist 
in that sort of <laughs> circumstance. So like Avogadro. Avogadro or... or who's the, who's, who's the guy who rings the bell for the dog? Oh, Pavlov. Oh, Pavlov. He helps his nephew... <laughs> I, I think I think Lavoisier was the guy who who put mice in jars and watched them die from carbon dioxide inhalation. Yeah, right. I mean, like... <laughs> what you want to do is you want to get her in a confined space. Yeah. Lord Kelvin, oh, absolute yeah. zero. You know, he's he's going to take his nephew to... from absolute zero <laughs> to, <laughs> to absolute hero. hero. So it's a whole series of films that we're doing. I look, yeah, I don't want to, I don't expand on it too great. much. You know, I know, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like to do that. But uh, and and we we're we're you know because romantic comedies are some of the highest yeah. grossing films. Oh wow, Not some as, of them. Yeah, you know, if we could make them somehow romantic comedies that are also superhero movies, that would that would make them more higher grossing. But. They would also be more expensive, so let's not worry about that. <laughs> the more genres you put in, the more it costs. Yeah. Okay, it costs a certain amount to get superheroes. It costs a certain amount to get love into a movie. It's also more expensive to put in more expensive genres. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so gold, the gold genre genres of film where yeah. everything is made of gold. Mm. Uh, movies about Midas. Yep. Uh, what's the what's that city? The lost city of uh, Atlantis? No, not Atlantis. The other one that was one that's made of all gold. Uh, oh, El Dorado. El Dorado. Like the movie El Dorado. <laughs> yeah. That's why they had to animate it. Was Midas in that? It... Was it Midas that turned the city to gold? Well, it's a South African, uh, South American or Central American republic. And mm. Midas was, I, I believe, Italian or Greek. So I, I don't think so. Well, you know, a lot, of, was involved. a lot of South America was taken over by, uh, you know, sort of those kind the of Greeks. Italians. <laughs> those no, kind sp- of... Spanish. Oh, you already knew that. You were just making a joke. Spanish are a, a kind of Italian? Oh, they're kind of Italian, <laughs> you know. They're not that different. I mean, <laughs> uh, I hope that's offensive. I don't know why, but... I, I Look, I mean, are you, you, I'm, I'm sure you could take offense. I I, I, I think... I think that their languages sound language. very similar? Yeah, I mean, they're romantic, aren't they? Romantic they're, are they from the romantic yeah. period? Did they emerge in about the, what is it, the 1200s, the 1700s? When's the Romantic period? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 1300s. I have got no idea. No, they're not called Romantic because they're derived from Roman, Latin, Roman, Romantic. Not not to do with the Romantic period. Oh, right. Mm. Oh, Romantic could also Mm. mean that. Well, I think that, that both those words have the same romantic origin, but it, look, it doesn't matter, Alistair. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. matters is that we're going to have a movie where Murray Curie oh, yeah, okay, that's right. helps her uh, unlucky yeah, yeah. in love. It's always the nephew, by the way. The nephew is unlucky yeah. in love. <laughs> yeah. Murray Curie, and it's called uh, A Curie for Loneliness. All right? And uh, it's, it's going to be big. And then, and then obviously, um, they all die from radiation, radiation poisoning. Oh, Andy. Yeah, well, no, one of them gets run over glib. by a horse and is cart. Is it glib? It's glib. It's very glib. Glib is one of the cheapest genres uh, we can't afford to make anymore. Well, not if we, we have a horse in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right, the horse, the horse is out. The horse is out. Now he, he also dies of radiation. Radiation is a good, invisible way of killing <laughs> people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can and, and sick. You can just do that with acting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a v- good, visually uninteresting way of killing people. Turning into gold, terrible, expensive way of killing somebody. Absolutely, right? Some kind of gold Medusa, you know, who has snakes that when you look at, instead of turning into salt, you turn into gold. Oh, well, that would happen if Midas had touched maybe Medusa's eyes. You know, like I think if you look into Medusa's eyes... You turn into stone, I believe, not salt. Well, You're thinking of some something else. Pillar of salt. Pillar of salt. You think of the pillar of salt. I'm thinking of that pillar of salt. When you look into it, it's pillar of salt. and turn into a pillar of salt. Um, yeah, but if Midas had ter- looked into Medusa's eyes, mm-hmm. I know if mm-hmm. he had touched her eyes maybe with his Midas touch. Yes. That maybe she, when she... Do you think that would have changed what she turned people into? Like was it the composition of her eyes? That like you know like that that's quite interesting to look into like what part of Medusa what 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 was it in Medusa that decided that what people turned into? Well, I think I think it was how ugly she was. Yeah, I think because because in the end she saw her own reflection and turned to stone. Mm. Um, but then I think maybe her head still retained the power of turning things into stone. Right. 
Even after she turned to stone? No, but I'm, what I'm saying is where is that encoded that, that you're turning into stone? Why stone? What is the active ingredient yeah, in Medusa? Like, like, is it in her DNA? Is it something in there? Like, you know, if she had, if let's say her dad had been a different person, is there a chance she would have turned people into pavement? <laughs> you know, or is there a chance that she could have like, you know, people would have mm, just gotten, got covered in lino, <laughs> you know, or... Right. right. Are they are they all building materials? It's all whatever it is, it's yeah. gonna be something used in the in the masonry trades and exactly. so, Yeah, so you turn to gyp rock. Yeah. It know. actually sounds quite useful, really. Absolutely. I mean you could do it with animals. You know, it seems it doesn't seem that cruel other than the fact that you're killing them, but you're killing them but they're big it's pretty painless. You just mm. turn to stone and then you can sort of break them down, build them into a, you know, I guess if you could get them to just stand in the right way, a cow would be perfect. Uh, except for the fact that you're, you're <laughs> like, like that, you know, that you're missing out on all that meat. Yes. You know, I guess back in those days, that would have been quite a, uh, crucial. But, you know, they're already kind of like quite a stable sort of thing. They've got four things. You could just put them straight into the walls. Cows are fantastically stable. Absolutely. And then you put them into the walls, you stack too high. That's basically a room height. That's how you would decide room heights back in those days. Two cows. It's about it's about two cow high. And now the only the only problem I'm seeing here, Alistair, is I'm I'm predicting drafts because there's a lot of gaps in between the cows. So oh, you're going to no, need no, no. smaller animals to go in between. <laughs> those. So like like I reckon the space mm. under a cow that's about a sheep. You get a sheep in there. Yeah. I mean, if you could mash a bunch of animals into a sort of like a sheet of gyp rock kind of thing, and then <laughs> show them Medusa's eyes. <laughs> I don't know if there's a way of doing that. Or if you could just sort of... I mean, it's starting to sound like a lot of work. Let's just make chip rock, I reckon. No, no, no. What about, you know, like you see sometimes on the ground, there's just like, it's covered in ants. Mm. What if you could just hover Medusa over them? Yes. And then as they look up, they wouldn't be able to help it. Yep. There's a, sort of a lady with <laughs> snake hair hovering above They're it. They're fascinated by that. They all turn to stone. Then you just pick that sheet up, place it up against the cows. I guess it would still be pretty holy. <laughs> But we're getting closer. We're, yeah, we're getting, getting somewhere. Okay. Maybe all the bacteria. And would this turn... is just initial ideas, all right? Yeah, I mean a layer of bacteria, mm. some sort of algal sludge. Yeah. Now, do they have eyes? I don't know. Oh, but do they need eyes. Do they need Not eyes? Sure. Well, that's exactly it. Is it enough that they have light receptors? Yes. You know. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, I think you know. Anyway, but but also you know the, just the fact. Anyway, so what are we talking about? Well, I, well, I, think, <laughs> I think I think that like. You, to be honest, the technology involved in Medusa is amazing. Yeah. Right? Like, whenever we discover something with science, we always, like, initially, we might not know what it's for. Like, lasers, okay? They just seem like a novelty. And now mm-hmm. and now they're in everything, right? So, yeah. like, you, you discover something, and then you, you, you may not know it straight away, but you will find, industry will find a use for it, right? Yeah. So, this is maybe... The industry trying to find a use for Medusa. We've got this incredible mm. power. Mm-hmm. How can we harness it? <laughs> yeah, um, I guess you know one one thing that it does is it takes it takes living things and makes them non living. It's very difficult, you know, mm. to, to to turn non living things into living things. But but um, but but to turn it to go the other way so quickly and instantly is also very difficult because that turns also all the bacteria in your body uh, into stone, right? Uh, yeah, I imagine so. I imagine yeah, yeah, so, because yeah. that would be weird if, like, if only the parts that were you. That's turned... weird though, because the bacteria haven't seen Medusa, no, have they? No, 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 because they they're haven't. inside. So maybe they've just heard about her. Yeah, in vivid <laughs> detail. I guess, yeah, you know, or or or, or the, each cell kind of goes. Uh, Medusa just looked at us, pass it on, or whatever, like that, and then they just they slowly turn it on, or is it just kind of instantaneous? Anyway, Medusa would be really hard to study. I guess she would be like nuclear power, right? Because like you can't look at her; you'd have to have her suspended in an electromagnetic field or mm. something. Like you know, the 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 risks of working with Medusa would be a lot like trying to work with a you know a nuclear. Um, like black holes, even like, yeah, you know, things like you don't want to come in contact with them, but mm. you just but but you wanna you wanna be close enough to study it. I don't know. Do do they yeah. create? Do, do they create little black holes? And uh, uh, I th- I don't think they have done that yet. That f- that feels like that's you know playing with fire, right? I mean, it's playing. It's worse than playing with fire in many ways. It's playing yeah. with black holes, which you know I guess fire could engulf sort of the uh, the the the, the, the hydron hydron collider. Was it called? Yeah, the Large Hadron Collider. Hadron, 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 Hadron. Yeah, I was just I was, anyway. I was thinking Hydron. I think maybe I'm getting into Greek. You're deep Greek. I'm deep Greek right now. <laughs> um, anyway, 
I, th- I think scientists studying Medusa and like trying to use her some, somehow or other in a lab is, 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 is very interesting. Mm. And, and is there something that you could change in her DNA that would, that would make you change into a better person when you looked at her? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe like in the early levels of, of, of experimentation with that, like we'd be like, okay, well, we have actually been able to modify Medusa's gaze um, so she does people she looks at do become better people. Unfortunately, they are still becoming stone, but they are, but they are, they look happy in the moment mm. when they become, they, they look like they've achieved some kind of a peace. Yeah. They, they, you know, before they were in this deformed kind of rictus and now they look like they're, they're much more comfortable with their family. They've definitely gone up a level. They've gone up a level. Yeah. And they're also pile of rock. They're, yeah. They're, well, they're, but they're the highest achieving pile of rock or potentially could be mm. uh, if they ever needed to be. Um, but then, you know, you know what it's like. Uh, it'd be like uh, Jurassic Park, right? The military's going to come along. They're going to want to weaponize that shit. You oh, know, no, it's so Medusa. sad that these things always get turned into. How would you weaponize Medusa? Like I can't think like, of a way. No, but I mean, like if, like if you were to just all all you realized you could do with her was get her to, like people to look at her, and then you so, would you like. Sort of tie her to a helicopter instead of just float fly her over a battlefield so that people kind of had to look at her, or or would you like show people a photo of her? I don't know if you could if you if you look uh, at a photo of Medusa, do you die? Well, I mean, if you if you look at her reflection in a mirror, you die. So uh, I presume. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, but maybe, maybe we'd have to set it up in such a way that, like, people could. Because people might get word of it. They might not look. They might choose to look away. But mm. it was something really tempting. Oh, yeah. You know? If like, she was doing a striptease, that kind of seems silly. Sorry. Yeah. It's a, come on, Alice. It was very vulgar. Very, very vulgar. Oh, I apologize. But, but you know, but something like that. What's, what's something pretty tempting, though? Like Pretty tempting. Like something oh, that you can't look away like from. Like an Apple uh, keynote <laughs> launch or something like that. Oh, yeah. You love that shit? Oh, mate. I would never, I would never tune well, some in. Some sort of clickbait, right? Like this, this. Uh, oh, like finding out, finding out what the what the kid from, um, from like <laughs> fi- like Sixth Sense looks like now. Yeah, exactly. Right. He it, like such and such got hot, or such and such got fat, or yeah. such and such is got so hot old. and fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you'll be like, oh, I have to see this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if it was like. You got to check this out. Medusa got hot and fat like that. <laughs> Medusa got hot is like <laughs> yeah, got real hot. This is what Medusa looks like now. And you go what? And you go oh stone. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Oh, I'm a better person now. I'm stone. Yeah. Like the first thing when you turn into a better per- person before turning into stone is you realize the first thing you, that, that happens when you turn into a better person is you become a person that wouldn't have looked at Medusa, yeah. like who didn't need to turn. But then. Too it's late. too late. Too you late. That's looked. a shame. Mm. Um, you got the self control to not, you know, um, revel in the misfortune of others. Yeah. But you're dead. No, it's a, too late. I mean, you know, what you need is another Medusa that can turn stones into humans. Yeah. The, but the same ones. The same ones, because then that would be a problem when, if like, um, if you like, you looked at it, she looked at a mountain, and then turned that into a sort of a fleshy <laughs> human, human oh. thing. Well, that would be. Pretty like I mean that and that would happen along the way when you're testing with Medusa like and absolutely like and so suddenly she's turning just cliff faces. Imagine if you like you're, she's I don't know you're on a boat some of your international waters or whatever and she's you're just going past like some of those giant cliff faces of like cliffs Scotland of Dover. Like, cliffs of Dover where's that England somewhere England yeah, yeah like that looks at that all of England all the side of England just turns into this kind of <laughs> fleshy human mass. Just like sort of like a you know like a tumor that has hair and sort of skin and just meat on the inside and things like that, like veins and just it tur- it makes England the worst place that on the be, world. That would be horrible. A, even worse than it already is. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love England. But, you know, 
<laughs> but but it'd be pretty bad if you oh, if England like, was a imagine, fleshy imagine mass. Imagine if yeah, if it turned into like a fleshy mass, you could you could say it became almost as bad as it is now. <laughs> okay. Well. Um I, I I very much like reverse Medusa. Yeah, I think reverse Medusa is really good. I think like probably if we're trying to do this cheaply, our special effects budget's gonna be ridiculous. But but you know, that that's coming down all the time. I know, but we'll make it we'll make this sketch <laughs> I know like it's gonna be have that, but mm. then we'll also make it a um a romantic comedy. <laughs> and so that'll somehow cheapen it. I think. <laughs> it's gonna be a really it's gonna be a really full on romantic comedy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> With Medusa. I can't remember like I don't know if it's the guy, a guy in Medusa falling in love. That would be kind of an interesting romantic comedy, wouldn't it? Mm. We could get, mm. um, I don't know, we could get like, Goldie Hawn to play Medusa. And get Paul Rudd. To Paul play Rudd the, and Goldie Hawn. Play the everyman. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. He is good. He's good. He's very funny. I saw him in that movie where the guy was naked. You know that movie? Uh, Chasing Sarah Marshall. Oh, uh, Forgetting. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I haven't seen it, but he's good. He's very, he's very, ch- he's got charisma. I reckon. I reckon charisma. That's 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 a strange and oh, wild saw, beast. I know, but I also saw Paul Rudd in a movie where you saw all his like acting skills, or like all, all he has, like a kind of like circusy, kind of like real old timey, sort of vaudevillian dancing and stuff skills. Did he have those as well? Did Were they he, good? Did he? Yeah, he was good at it. Paul Rudd not only has his charm, but he's. He's equipped with 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 like training. No, I never said he was just coasting on charm. Oh no, no, no! no and no. I'm sorry if I sounded like I was suggesting you, you that. You thought I thought maybe you'd thought that I'd said that, but no, I would never I suggest mean, such a thing. No, I mean obviously. I mean there was some chances that you didn't know that much about the history of Paul. He also Rudd, doesn't seem thought, to age. He's looked oh, exactly the same age for a really long time. A really long time. And like I think there was that movie where he was kind of supposed to be playing his forties, being in his forties, and he's yeah, like, like a, oh come on. Yeah, it's hard to b- believe it. He's kind of he could if he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, he could still pass as a sixteen year old, I reckon. Sixteen. Well, that's what they all were supposed to be playing. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go. Um well, okay, what is a <laughs> What is a twist on Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Okay. Vampire. All right. Buffy, the uh, work po- occupation, workplace, and health and safety inspector. Okay. Right. So it's so like a, every generation, mm-hmm. a, chi- a child uh, is born, is born uh, and they are destined to become the inspector, right? And then we, we find them, you know, obviously this this particular location on the earth is, is located over... Uh, not the Hellmouth, but maybe a disused mine shaft that was never, you know, correctly closed Absolutely. down. Yeah, so there's yeah, a lot yeah. of issues with subsidence and sinkholes and that sort of thing. And you know, and, um, but but that that's where the source of their power comes from. Is that what it is? Well, I, I think that's just where the source of a lot of the a lot of the issues that they have to identify and then issue, you know, um, yeah, right. notices of defects and that. Is, sort of is thing. that the idea that the university there was like built over a Hellmouth? Uh, over the Hellmouth, I think. Yeah. Oh, or the yeah. town or something. I, I think. Yeah. I, yeah, right. Well, that makes sense now. Yeah. Kind of everything's falling into place for me for mm. Buffy. Mm. And so, okay, so this this child is born mm. above a mine shaft. Mm. Is that where they're born? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, they're born in this town, you know, where there's all, there's all sorts of problems. I guess it's, it's, it's an old mining town. Yeah. There's, there's sort of, you know, there's like all sorts of stuff traveling underneath. There's like tubes and, mm. Uh, mm. and like mm. shafts mm. and mm. tunnels and, and things, things like that. Things have really got out of hand in terms of, you know, code compliance and stand- yeah. building standards and so on and so forth. Um, but but not all, but not all the OHNS things that they're uh, are they all coming from the old mine? No, or, no, no. Or no, is no, some no. of it just like you know, like people are, you know aren't mopping at the, the hospital <laughs> yeah, and things yeah, like that. And exactly you need to right. mop more. Yeah, yeah. If there's vomit. You got to pick it up. That's right. And anyway, you know. this person, this child, they they get trained and they go and they stab those people through the heart with a pointed <laughs> stick. <laughs> It's the only way. I think the somebody who way. does solve OHNS <laughs> problems by killing the people in a very brutal way. Yeah. I think there's something very nice about that. Great. Um okay, I'm writing it down, Andy. Yeah. So it a hundred percent it it is a hundred percent being sold to me based on the brutal <laughs> deaths. Because I think, you know, if they were just solving the problems, I think I could see how like, you know, 
it'd it'd be fine. But I think if they were hunting them down, like for not mm. for not being a hundred percent good at their job. But I job. think like like we we can suspend disbelief enough to be maybe the people who are committing these OHNS transgressions also fight back. Like they they you know, it's it's never. Well, I'm sure it is explained, but like, there's just this assumption that when Buffy sees a vampire, they're going to fight, right? And yep. she's going to have to kill. Yeah. Like, they instantly get into a fight. So. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen the show, but they they <laughs> <laughs> the, the same thing happens with the O and H and S, and that's another element of the comedy, Alistair, that they just instantly get into a fight. <laughs> yeah. As soon it, as she points out that they're actually, um, you know, like a like a sort of O H and S delinquent transgressor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and then, and I guess the, the interesting aspects of it would be that they kind of fight in some way in the style of their OHNS abuse, mm, you know, yeah. this guy kind of, you know, one guy, you know, he, he mops, but he doesn't put up a sign. So anyway, yeah. his, his whole thing is he's got this wet mop and then this slippery floor. And so then they got to fight in this kind of, uh, so I think this, this is fun because I, I, I do like the idea of doing a sort of Kung Fu, but you know, like with, with people who aren't trained fighters yeah yeah i think yeah electricians who haven't switched stuff off properly and they mm. haven't isolated all their circuits and that sort of thing i mean really they're a danger themselves but Absolutely. still she's gonna have to kill them to teach them a lesson wow it's the only way and also like you know a lot of those vampires are getting getting killed just because they're vampires you know it's not their fault that they were born and then bitten by a vampire and you know like that that she just has to fight them and kill them that's not it's not their fault no no not at all and yet Niet. 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 Well, look, that one has definitely been written down, so I'm not unhappy about that. I'm so glad. Yeah. Do you think itches are real? I heard a horrible podcast about itches and and the fact that they're, they're, they don't seem to be directly connected to our standard nervous system, right? They are also like psychosomatic in some way, but they're also transmitted in some alternative way. I, uh, yeah, I, I can't remember the details, but there was this horrible story of a woman who had this itch that wouldn't go away on the top of her head. Mm. And then they cut the nerve that was to that region of the, her skull or whatever. Yeah. And But all it did was it stopped her from feeling pain, but she could still feel the itch. And she woke up one morning and she scratched all the way through her skull to her brain. That was an actual thing that happened, not like some horrible story that you hear when you're in primary school that's made up that's the thing wow yes well so does that mean that itches aren't real but but skulls and skulls are very real brains we've discovered are real by scratching through to them horrible podcasts are real scratching all the way through there's just nothing good in that no there's just nothing she's through bone she's she's Scratched. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That itch. You'd Ugh. think that you would at least feel the buildup of sort of bone under your fingernail. Like your hand surely could feel things. And you'd think that it would feel wet as the blood kind of runs down your head. There are warning signs. There, there are, are labels so of like ways in which your body would stop this from happening. You know when people talk, when that ad for scratches, the itch, got the itch to be rich? Scratch it. Yeah. I think whoever made that ad should be made to listen to that podcast and realize that itching is not a laughing matter. Oh, no. It's a very serious thing. You can't be making ads about this. I mean, it is funny when you... I kind of have itches that come in threes. Do you have that? Like, if I get an itch, let's say I'm laying in bed or something like that, and like you're like, oh, no, my leg is itchy, and I'm going to have to move, so I have to scratch my leg. That I know that if I scratch my leg, then then like my head might be itchy, and then my back might get itchy, and then it'll stop. But it comes in threes. Yeah, I, I think that's probably about right. I, I I haven't I haven't thought about it explicitly, but I reckon that 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 rings true to me. Yeah. The worst thing is when you try and scratch something through your pant leg or something. You're through wearing the, the bone thick, in your skull. And you go all yeah. the way through to your brain. No, when you got like yeah. thick pants or whatever and you can't get a good scratch going you just sort of rub it with mm. the like if you're wearing rubber pants like when, you're sort you know, of involved in a big rubber, rubber pants big rubber orgy like one of those <laughs> things like you're in a big you know rubber sex po yes you're at the rubber sex po mm-hmm. and you get an itch you're involved in a sort of big group rubber sex thing and then you get a big old itch i th- i think that 
inappropriate times to get an itch or inappropriate places for getting getting an itch is um is a is is a, f- a direction that we could pursue like on someone else's back oh wow i have an itch on your back yeah <laughs> this is a guy so this is you know it's a because it's psychosomatic it's a guy who gets itches on other people's bodies yeah or or even not even people's bodies right on like objects and that sort of thing oh, like yeah. on the top of a building oh right? that's kind of like a fun journey isn't it like you know it's like my name is earl mm. right is like you know he's got all these people that he's got to make amends with yeah. so there's yeah. always a journey no matter what you just you know he's going to make amends well it's this guy it's like my name is earl but he's got to scratch an itch literally what if when someone had asked sir edmund hillary why he climbed Mount Everest. He didn't say because it was there. He said because itch was there. Yeah. He actually had a scratch. He had an itch up the top of the mountain. Yeah. And he had to get up there to scratch it. It's and then crazy. Tenzing yeah. had a bit of a scratch of it as well because he couldn't quite get the spot. Mm-hmm. And then they came back down again. He felt good. Yeah. See, that's good. I like that. And and then that's why he kind of helped build that airport so he could get near the top. He built that airport. Easily. He built. The, no, he did actually. Did build, he really? He helped people build an airport. It's like the runway is like, you know, 50 meters long or something like that. And it's just like, and if you don't land, like, you know, it's 50 meters and then like just a drop a off. Cliff. Yeah. Oh, crap. And if you don't, you know, if you don't get it just right, then you just run into a cliff. Um, this is if you're coming towards the, the runway. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so. I, well, I I, th- I think. It, I like, think does he just have a vision or he just starts feeling the itch and he has to start going towards it? Like, it just kind of has a location in his brain, you know, like, like he's like, oh, that, my, I'm, I'm itching up the top of that tree or I'm itching. Is it, is it funny at a, as a way, I'm picturing an opening scene to yeah. introduce this, okay? Mm-hmm. Is like a couple lying in bed, yeah. right? And someone, and, and whoever it is who has this itch thing is like, oh, honey, can you just scratch me, my back just there? Right, and they scratch it back, and they're like, "Oh, down a bit further, it's moved down, down towards the bed. Now it's on the bed. Mm. Now it's moving across. It's on that bedpost over there, and it's gone up the wall." Yeah, I think maybe first it would need to go like down her back, and then it's on his back. Yeah, right. Because okay. I think you want it first. That that's more ridiculous, and then then move it on to objects. Yeah, right. Now yeah. it's out in the hall. Mm. Right, it's up the back fence. I like. Yeah, I like this. It's a, it's, a, it's a short film. It's a short film, you think? It's this person scratching an itch. You don't... Chasing you don't, an itch. You don't think there's a whole TV series in it? Uh, look, I mean, I'll wait and see if Netflix calls. Because they're turning all sorts of things into TV series now. They're so hungry for content. I, re- I reckon when they see this, they'll they'll probably... Well, one question is, how do you think uh, we would um, visualize the itch? Like, would would she have to say, I hate my... That truck... I'm, I'm I'm itchy on that truck. Yeah, I think so. Right, and then maybe like whether or not is it the it's it's I think it's you know from a short film point of mm. view it's it's funny to me to see her having to chase this itch while he stays in bed, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. and maybe like on the phone, right, telling telling mm. her where to go now and where it's moving. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, and then we see her in Nepal. I guess it's easy if you can just. I, th- I mean, I think, I think, I think, if this was a, a sketch in a TV series, yeah, right. Early on, we set it up. We see her having to chase it down the street and like jump on top of a truck or whatever. And then you know that sketch ends. We cut away. We have some other sketches. We come back, and we we have someone hiking up Mount Everest. And they mm. get to the top, and then they scratch the top of it. Like that's got it. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. All right. Oh, now I've got another one on my foot. Yep. And there's a little reveal. People don't realize it's the same sketch. Alistair, but it turns out it's the same sketch. It's the same, same person from the sketch because they're doing the scratch of the itch because itch was there on top of Mount Everest. Andy, we just hit five. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'll run us through. Run me through we got, like a man with a sword. We got... Is that, is that a thing? You run someone through? Yeah, you run through? someone through with a sword. Really? Yeah. And that's how you... Like, that's you penetrating them with yeah, your sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, we got filling out a dating application, and then there's uh, you know there's there's silly things on there, and one of them is it asks about your volume, and then people say uh, actually nobody tells the truth about their volume on yeah, there. Yeah. Silly. Yeah. Silly. Things. And then th- obviously there can be more to that, but yeah. uh, but I think that's a you know that's a kind of a joke in itself. Yeah. yeah. Then we got uh, 
it's kind of like a series of um of uh you know uh, romantic comedy films uh much like IQ uh where it's like different scientists yeah but it's different scientists mm. helping their nephews yep. get better at love using the science of that scientist whatever that science whatever may have that been, person uh, do, you does. know Thompson's using his plum pot, plum pudding model of the <laughs> of the atom mm -hmm. uh you know Darwin is using the theory of evolution yeah uh, well he's a, he'd actually stand a chance i reckon because that's all about reproduction. Yeah, but still, like if he's telling, you know, <laughs> if he's telling guy, guy, like what you need is, is a, 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 a an amazing display of plumage. Yeah, what you need is an, a, a proboscis that matches her, you know, the depth. Anyway. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, then we got uh, studying Medusa. What you need is millions of years of evolution. <laughs> <laughs> to get this lady. Or marry one of your cousins. Yeah. I think is what he did. I bring that up a lot, anyway. Uh, constantly, yeah, the podcast. Mm. Uh, then we got studying Medusa, and so this is people who are trying to figure out more about Medusa. How can you sort of monetize Medusa? Maybe how can you weaponize Medusa? Uh, you know, and what can you do to sort of change her powers? Mm, mm. Um, so she's, I like that she's you know she's a nice strong female character. Uh, obviously, in this thing, she doesn't have any agency because she's been trapped by she's the being military. Experimented on. <laughs> experimented on, but you know, some of those scientists are likely to be women. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we can get, if we can nail the casting, yeah. Uh, but then, obviously, at some point, they kind of turn her into a bit of a rev reverse Medusa, in which she any rock that she looks at will turn into a, into a, a human, into a human, but of that shape. Uh, so. Uh, often will just be a thing that only experiences pain, uh, you know. <laughs> like, like people point her at a, a statue, thinking that that will become human, but they don't realize that it's the whole, like the plinth and yeah, everything down plinth, below that yeah, all becomes possibly some of the Earth's crust. <laughs> yeah, will, will be connected. <laughs> um, she might only need to look at one rock, and all of Earth will turn to flesh. Uh, I mean, that would make the environmental movement very interesting. Absolutely, but you know. Uh, there'd just be a new paradigm, you know, because uh, the Earth would find a new equilibrium. Yes. Yeah, especially as uh, that flesh begins to rot. <laughs> It'd be a very interesting uh, time. Good time to be a scavenger. Yeah, absolutely, but also Tasmanian one... Tasmanian devils would do well. Well, for a little bit, until everything... Well, until until every, the entire Earth was eaten by Tassie devils. No, until everything was septic... <laughs> yeah, all right. You know, but I reckon then, their stomachs could handle a lot. Of I them. know, but could the could the their mouths and eyes and things like that? I think the bacteria it would it would be really the time of bacterial success. Yeah, it, would be, it would be exciting time to be a bacteria. Yeah, it would <laughs> survival. You know, the the creatures that are fit to survive in that environment are are very different to the ones that can uh, survive in a sort of non-septic, non-fleshy sort of... You know, imagine all the moles that live underground that suddenly are living in a tube of flesh, like, you know, maybe an esophagus or, <laughs> or a vein or something like that. Let me ask you this, Alistair. Mm. What do you think ants would feel about this skit? Ants, once, once their home is turned to flesh, yeah. uh, at first they'd be excited that everything was food. Yes. But I feel like as... The novelty would wear off. The novelty would wear off. But then then luckily, I think their inability to feel joy and things like that would really come in handy. Yeah. Or fear. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I don't know they can sort of go into that panic mode, but... So I think they would like it. Maybe they wouldn't like it. I, I yeah. think that it, would, it feels like the most relevant one to them. It does. Um, but then again, maybe the OH&S sort of thing about the mine shaft, <laughs> you know, they would see that kind of relate to that. That's... Oh, under, yeah, underground structural uh, holes. Are struct I mean, we've all had a, f a few cave-ins in our time, haven't we, boys? Absolutely, yeah. And which brings us to that one. We got the OHS Slayer, and it's some. It's a you know like a vamp. Uh, it's a f female is born. And, Buffy uh, the OHS Violation Slayer. Slayer. Yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, she goes around and she. Finds people who've committed OHS violations and then battles them to the death, and then puts uh, hazard tape around the <laughs> the, yeah, the scene of the death. Yeah, sometimes, uh, and this is the only way I guess in which it'll be very similar to Buffy is she will lay down salt, you know. Yeah, uh, or an icy. Yeah, uh, if it's like uh, an icy patch or sort of some black ice or, you know, uh, 
another kind of just slippery surface sometimes. I picture that after she's murdered someone and their blood is flowing out all over the floor of the uh, mm. um, the strip mall that they weren't mopping, yeah. she puts down a caution wet floor sign Absolutely. next to their bloody floor and then walks away. That's really good, yeah. Struts even. Absolutely. She Maybe she'd call up the uh, the roster guy and say, you're going to need another janitor. Yeah. We need a night, new night, Phil. Yeah. And then we got Itch on Someone Else's Back Slash Mountain. I think that's so good. I'm so happy with that, Alistair. Well, Andy, we've done it. We have done it. Now is done. We got Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, we uh, we really do appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, we we'd like we'd love it if you could uh, review us online. Uh, if you could follow us on Twitter, we're Two in Tank. I'm Stupid Old Andy, and I'm Stupid Old Alistair. But on Twitter, I'm at Alistair TB, and on Instagram, I'm at. Oh yeah, I think I'm a underscore underscore TB. On, on Instagram. Instagram, yeah, a underscore underscore TB. Um, also, you know, we appreciate you reviewing us, but also if you have the opportunity to give us the opportunity to review you, we'll take it. (laughs) What circumstance could that happen in? Whatever it is, come to us. Maybe we'll find, maybe we'll find an arrangement in which we can review you. I'm sure we can come to some kind of an arrangement (laughs) where we review you, a person that we don't know. And, uh, but you know what? Trust me. I, I, me and Andy, look, I don't know if this is absolutely true for Andy, but, uh, Nothing's we, absolutely true for me. No, absolutely. But uh, I think genuinely we think that humans are are good, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so that's the, that's the kind of assumptions we're going into it And with. that's so, our first review of you, yeah. okay? As a human, we think you're fundamentally good. Fundamentally good and that you can be made to be bad through you know that 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 maybe you know so that but we're not assuming that that has happened yeah we're we're going into it assuming that you've lived a relatively okay life and either something bad's happened to you and you've you've come back from it or we just assumed something good you just had had it pretty good that that i couldn't agree more with what alistair just said yeah uh, and uh, so uh, check out planet broadcasting planet broadcasting network all the great uh Podcast, podcast on of there. That, uh, Steel Wars. Steel Wars. We're that's of, one. We're thinking about starting a war, like an actual a feud with them. Yeah, we're going to get a feud going with Steel Wars. Yeah, yeah, we're going to start really heavily mocking Star Wars yeah. uh, to his face. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's a feud so much as it's just sort of one-sided bullying. Yeah. But you know, with any like, it'll it'll grow into a feud. You know, you've got to put something out there if you want to get something back. And yeah, what we're going to put out there is sort of pointless uh, antagonism, drivel. Drivel. Yeah. yeah. We've been doing that for a while. Yeah, that's good. Anyway, thank you very much for listening, and we, we love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.